This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. I'm gonna read a few verses if you're new to church. Uh, I hope this is not the most painful experience of your life, but um, I'm going to read a few verses and then I'll, I'll explain kind of a groundwork, give you a framework for where we're going tonight. Uh, but we are ending, this is the climactic conclusion of a series that we've been in called God has a what? God has a plan. This is the end of it tonight. It's so hard to say goodbye. Boys to men. Um, but... Um, let me read some verses, then we'll jump in. It says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples um, on Twitter, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, well, you know, some say John the Baptist. Others have put up memes that you're like Elijah. And others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, well, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, he said, well, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, now I want to just pause just for one moment, because we're going to land on the next few words that Jesus speaks right here. This is kind of where we're going to be tonight, where we're going to camp out. These are amazingly epic words that Jesus echoes into the history books. He looks at this man, Peter, and he says, I say that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is an amazing story. I just... Such a riveting experience and encounter that Jesus has with a man named Peter in the Bible. He asks, his, he baits his disciples, his crew. He says, guys, um, out there in the streets, who do people say that, that I am? At the time, Jesus was a very controversial figure. Say, so who, who, who in the hood, in the streets, who do they say that I am? They said, well, you know, some call you, you know, you're like Jeremiah or Southern, others like Elijah. And they begin to, you know, rattle off some names. And he kind of turns the tables on the guys and he says, well, well, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And Peter steps up and he says, well, I, I don't, I don't think that you're just like a prophet guy. I think that you're the son of Christ, that you are, you are the son of God. You are the Messiah of the earth. Jesus is blown away by this. He looks at this guy and he goes, this is amazing. He goes, obviously you've had a revelation of who I am. No teacher, no scribe, no Pharisee, no teacher of the law revealed this to you. Flesh and blood, no pastor told you this, but my father in heaven. And he looks at this guy, he says, I, I, I'm actually gonna build my church on you. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail. We've been going through a series called God Has a Plan, and we've been looking at people's lives like Peter and Paul and Samson and Jonah and even last week, Jesus. And I want to conclude the series with, I believe, one of God's greatest plans on the whole earth, and that's how he's going to reach humanity, God's plan for the church. That God's plan to reach the world really is through the vehicle to reach humanity is going to be the local church. Anybody believe today that the local church is the hope of the world? 
You can put your hands together. It's the 6 p.m. It's the best, loudest group. Come on, you might believe tonight that the local church is the hope of the world. I want to preach a message tonight. You can write down the title. It's called, I love it when a plan comes together. I love it when a plan comes. Anybody just love it when you make a plan and it gets executed? I love it when a plan comes together. I'm going to pray right now and believe that as we're gathering in these moments that God will encourage us and speak to us and, um, and that we'll actually leave better than we came. Does that sound good? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for our church. Thank you for these moments. Thank you for this setting that we can gather around your word be strengthened and be encouraged by who you are and what you said. We remind ourselves and our situation that you are good and gracious. You are faithful. You are loving. You are compassionate. You never change. God, thank you so much. Open up our eyes tonight so we can see Jesus. Open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. We love you so much more than life itself. And God, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we're believing that this next year, the Los Angeles Lakers will win the NBA championship. God, thank you that the glory's coming back to the Lakers, your favorite franchise in the NBA history. We love you for it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said together, come on, where the Laker fans at? Come on, we're gonna need a little bit more faith in that. Where the Laker fans at tonight? Let me hear you, Laker fans. Mamba. Um, let me let me see your hand. If you if you grew up in church, let me just see your hand up. If you if you grew up in church, look at all these people in counseling. I like this. This is you grew up in church. I am for those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. My wife is a pastor. Any pastor's kids here tonight? Some PKs. Jay Wag in the house. Luke's a pastor's kid. Got all kinds of PKs tonight. And and um, I grew. It's you know that old saying: born on a Saturday, in church on Sunday. Like I have been to more church services and camps and retreats and prayer meetings and conferences. I've been to more church services than I ever wanted to go. Somebody say amen. Like I just, I grew up in this whole thing. And I just want to tell you, if you are new to church, like if you've just come in the last couple years, you are mad blessed. Okay. You are so hooked up because when I was growing up in church, we didn't have cool three chandeliers in our church. Okay. We met in halls. Okay. We, we didn't have plasmas. We didn't have all this cool hill songs. We didn't have no cool songs. When I was growing up in church, we had to get our praise on to father Abraham. Anybody ever hear this song? You ever try and worship to this song? I'm always like, who wrote Father Abraham? Who sat down and was like, yo, I got a hit right here. This one's going to kill. Father Abraham had many sons. Run that back. Many sons had Father Abraham. And I am one of them. And sorry, y'all. So let's just praise the Lord. What? Who wrote that? When I was growing up in church, we used to have to try and get our worship on to this little light of mine. Anybody remember that song? I'm always like, who wrote that song? Who sat down and was like, yo, this thing's going to go around the world. Every kid in church is going to sing this song right here. Who wrote that song that was like, hide it under a bush? Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine. What? Who wrote this stuff, man? And you got to understand, when we were growing up, we did not have this cool plasmas and lights and everything. I, as a pastor's kid, I used to have to run the overhead projector in my church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And my, my, the way that I knew where we were in the song is if I didn't keep up, my father would slap me in the back of my head. He's like, son, the church can't sing the lyrics because you're not keeping up. I'm like, ah, I don't even know what this is saying. Lambs and blood and stuff. I don't even know. And, and it's just the way I grew up. And some crazy lady's running around with a tambourine and she's got a flag and... I'm in counseling, okay? I'm in counseling. It's rough stuff. But I, I, I want to talk tonight 
about the power of the local church. That God has made the hope of humanity, the hope of the world rests and lies in the power and the potential of the local church. You, you got to understand the local church is not a big plan devised by man. It's a big plan devised by a big God that loves humanity and wants to reach the world. Anybody thankful tonight that the church of God is alive and active? It's happening. It's dynamic. Come on, give a little bit more praise tonight. If you're grateful that we're a part of an awesome church that is alive and well. I want to just tell you straight out the gate that what is so exciting about the church and if you're new to faith and new on this journey, and I'm just going to give you a few things to write down to encourage you in your faith and wherever you're at in this walk. But let me tell you what gets me excited about the church tonight. Write down point number one. I get excited because it's his and he's advancing it. The church belongs, it's owned by, it's possessed by Jesus himself, and he is the one that's advancing this thing. Notice what Jesus said. Watch the ownership. Jesus said to this man, Peter, I will build my church. My two-year-old that was standing up here, if there's one thing this young man knows, it's how to say what's his. He's like, my cookie, dad, my remote, my book, my, my sippy cup. Like, he knows it's my dad. He don't want to share with nobody nothing because it's his. Jesus is saying, I will build my church. He is the head of this church. Now, please understand, Julie and I have the distinct privilege of leading this specific community, but the head of this local church and the head of all churches is Jesus Christ himself. He is the head of the body. It's his church. Anybody believe tonight that Jesus is ruling and reigning over his church around the world? Watch what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5. Don't get distracted by my tricep. Anyways, Ephesians 5, 23. Stop staring at it. It's called push-ups. Do some. As Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself, it's Savior. Jesus is. Y'all still are focused on that, really? Can we not study about the Bible for a second? As Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior, he is the head of this thing. It's, it's no question, it's his church. I will build my church. It's mine. There's ownership. There's leadership. There's him saying it's not, I'm not passing the buck. I'm not giving the responsibility to you. You can be a part of it, but it's mine. It's my church. I take ownership. I love this. Last year, watching LeBron James in the finals, and you have to understand, this bad mamma jamma deserved an SB this week. Hey, are you kidding me? He was down three to one. Three games to one. Nobody in the history of the National Basketball Association had ever come back from this kind of deficit three to one and all of a sudden LeBron James put a 52 year drought from his city on his shoulders and I remember during you know the little breaks that you know how sometimes they wire up some of the players and you can kind of hear what they're saying to each other and I'll never forget listening to LeBron LeBron would be in these huddles and he kept saying to his team he kept saying you just follow my lead just 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 watch what I do just do what I say he, he was he made no apologies about his leadership he, and nobody ever in the media wondered is it is it so-and-so's team? Is it, is it this person's team? Everybody knew this is LeBron's team. Please hear me tonight. Everybody in the world knows this is Jesus's church. It belongs to him. He's the head of it. Anybody thankful tonight that this is, first of all, it's his church. He is the Lord and the head and the savior of the church. Y'all give him a little bit more praise tonight if you believe that this is his church. It's his. It belongs to him. It's his church and he's advancing it. What do he say? I will build my church. And watch the next part. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
In other words, Jesus is saying, this thing, the church, is an unstoppable force. Hell can throw the kitchen sink at it. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to stop the work of God. We're going to keep going. I'm all the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm sorry, white guy that really wants to be black. And um, nothing can stop the work of God. Nothing can stop the local church. It's his and he's advancing it. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell. It doesn't matter what, 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 what law he tries to throw at us. It doesn't matter what, what tactic. It doesn't matter what evil, what scheme. Nothing will stop the work of the enemy against the local church. This thing's going to advance. It's going to go forth with power. It's going to go forth with strength. It's going to go from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from generation to generation, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. Come on, anybody believe tonight? that the church of Jesus is his and it's advancing in the name of the Lord. This last weekend, uh, Julie and I, we, we went to a volleyball tournament in Manhattan Beach. We were watching a friend play volleyball and while we were there, it's the AVP tournament and while we were down there, we ran into a, a girl that's, that's uh, competing and uh, you know, she let us know how far she had in recent years gotten you know, really far, advanced really far in this tournament. She said, it's the highlight of my career that I've gotten this far and she showed us the board. She said, you know, look, I've, I've made it this far so far in the tournament. So in other words, some people had to go home. Some people didn't make it. Some people had, had, had to pack their things and go home. But this particular person is saying, I keep in this tournament advancing. I want to tell you the work of God and the local church keeps advancing. It doesn't stop. It doesn't shrivel. It doesn't shrink back. It's not archaic. It's not irrelevant. No, it's his church. He's advancing it. He's building. He's raising up leaders. Anybody thankful tonight that the church is alive, it's well, and it's doing great for the glory of God. You want to know why? Because this is his plan. Can you just write that down, number two? And I hope this encourages you tonight. That the local church, this is his plan. You look at stuff that's gone on in France. You look at things that happened this morning in Baton Rouge. We see an attack in, in the city of Dallas. And you see things like this and you go, God, how in the world will we stop these tragedies? How can we come against such evil? How can we bring hope to a hopeless society? How will the world be reconciled in such dark, evil times? Can I tell you that God has not put all of the hope in the world in business? Doesn't lie in government. It's not in education. But all, the only place that God has given the message of salvation, which is the message of Jesus, that Jesus came to this earth, lived a perfect life for 33 years, laid down his life to die on the cross for the sins of the world, that belief in him will make you right standing before God, will not perish if you believe in him, but have everlasting life. The only message of salvation has been entrusted into the local church. The local church is the hope of the world. God does not have a plan B. God is not up in heaven going like, well, it doesn't look like the church is going to work out. Let's give it to politicians. Let's give it to educators. Let's give it to successful business people. No, God has said, I am going to build my church. And the way that will bring hope to humanity is through a vibrant, dynamic, radiant, beautiful, majestic local church. I, you know what the world needs right now? The world needs a, needs a bunch of wild, radical believers in Jesus that coming from a wild, radical church that will come and bring hope to a hopeless world and society. Anybody thankful today that the, the the local church is the hope of the world. I get excited 
Because I, I see stuff like this on CNN and Huffington Post and on my social media feed. And I'm like, God, how are we going to help the world? And God has already determined how hope will come. It will come not through some philanthropic, 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 homies, and um, causes. It will come through the local church. The local church is, in fact, the hope of the world. I just, I find so much rest and peace in knowing that God has made a plan so the world will find hope. That God is not up in heaven going like, what are we going to do? It says the local church is the way that I will bring hope to a hopeless society. Well, if that's the truth, if that's the case, if God has already decided this is his plan for humanity, my question then becomes, what do I do to be involved? If this is the hope of the world, then how can I play a part and be involved in bringing this hope to a broken, lost, and hurting world? I'll just give you something to write down, number three, and why don't you consider this? Discover your grace and make a difference. And all you really need to do is just say, all right, if it's, if it's the church that, that God wants to use to bring hope, then, then how, do I, how do I play a part? Do you, you, all you need to do tonight is just discover your grace and choose to make a difference. Good news to you tonight, you have a grace. God has graced you with an ability that is not natural, it's supernatural. This is the grace that's on your life. This is the grace that has come from heaven. Some of you are, have a winsome personality, that's a grace from God. Some of you have the ability to make money, that's a gift from God. Some of you have administrative skills, that's a gift from God. Some of you know how to network and bring people together as an ambassador, that's a gift from God. Whatever your gift or whatever your grace is, discover your grace so that you can be comfortable in your own skin and you can play play a part in being a part of the body of Christ. I love what Romans chapter 12 says, and watch this here in Romans chapter 12. It says, for the, by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. This is verse six, and I want to land here. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Hello, church. Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith. What's the Bible saying? The Bible's saying that we are all a part of a body. And when you're a part of a body, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. And the foot can't say to the eye that I don't need you. And the eye can't say to the ear that I don't need you. We all need each other. In other words, we need you to be you. You're different than me. I don't know anybody else that is white, half Mexican, and wants to be black this bad. <laughs> Nobody, okay? Stop staring at my legs and the tries. But... I'm going to be me and we need you to discover your grace so you can be you to make a difference in this world. You have received a grace from God. God has graced you with an ability. He's given you something that's natural to you. It's your God-given potential. It's your gift to steward on this earth. It is not even your gift. It's his gift because he's the author of it. He has graced you. He has gifted you. And as soon as you discover this gift, you can use it to make a difference in the world. I never forget growing up. My dad used to always say to me, my dad was a pastor. My dad used to say, Chad, 
you're either gonna lead, you're, gonna, you're either gonna sell a lot of cars or you're gonna lead a lot of people to Jesus. And I was always like, I have no idea what that means. You're either gonna sell a lot of cars or you're gonna lead a lot of people to Jesus. It wasn't until I was older that my dad was helping me discover my gift, helping me discover my grace, that the way that I make a difference is by using my grace and my gift to help build the church. What is your grace and your gift? You know, we got a guy named Nate in our church. He's a successful young lawyer. And he came to us and he said, hey, I'm a lawyer here in the church. And if there's any way that I could use my abilities to help build the church, that I'll do it free of charge and I'll help, you know, keep you out of lawsuits. <laughs> Somebody say amen. And, and, and I'll be a lawyer for free. And he gives volunteer time to make a difference here in the church. You know, we got a guy right sitting right here, Chase Tarka in the front row. Chase Tarka is from Connecticut. Is that right? I always want to sit in New York, but you know, was a part of Hillsong, New York uh, church over there and, and got saved in that church with Carl Lance and moved out here to LA and went to school in New York uh, to learn how to make films. Comes here and uses his gift to help, you know that video you saw about Zoe Leadership College, it's him and his team that made that. And he's using his gift, he's using his grace to help build the church. You know, we got a couple in our church, they, always, they already got albums out and they're successful singers, but you know, they volunteer their time and they get up here and they play guitar and they, and they lead worship because they got a grace to write music, they got a grace to sing and they get up here and they use their gift to build the church. Can I ask you, what is your grace? What is your gift? Because as soon as you identify that, you can say, this is my grace and this is how I can play a part in something big. Now, again, I, I tell you, there's all kinds of things you can be involved in. You can be in all kinds of great causes, all kinds of awesome things, but none of them trump the work of the local church. The work of the local church is the only thing that will last for eternity. It's an eternal work. God is so gracious. Did you know that only, this is, the, this is amazing to me, God can only use redeemed people to bring redemption. He can only use redeem people to bring hope to humanity. You and I get to use our gifts to help build the church and be a part of writing the story of eternity when we use our gifts and our talents for the glory of God. Anybody feel like using your gifts and grace? Come on to bring God glory on this earth and help build an awesome, amazing, glorious church. I just want you to write down the fourth and the final thought tonight. Invite the worship team to come back. But I was getting ready for tonight and I thought, you know, because I, I, I grew up in church. I grew up in, in small towns. My dad always, we always lived in small towns, had small churches because of, you know, the population. But I grew up with a sense of possibility or wonder. And I always wondered, what, what could church be? What could church look like? I, I saw what it was. I'm on the overhead projector, tambourines and flags. and I saw what it was. But I always had this sense of like, what if there was a church that was like, and I fill in the blank. Can you just write that down, number four? I want to ask you that question tonight. What if there was a church that what is your passion? What, what is your heart for the local church? Tonight you're going, what if there was a church that looked like this? The way it filled, the way it sounded, the way that it was generous, the way that it interacted with people. What if there was a church where people could walk in 
and they could belong long before they ever believed? What if there was a church that gave enough space for people that were on the journey to be on the journey? What if there was a church that was so dynamic, so electric that you felt the presence of God in the parking lot before you ever got in the building? What if there was a church that was so contagious that everywhere you went in the city, you heard people talking about how this church has changed their life? What if there was a church that was the church that you dreamt of, the church that you've been, been believing for, the church that you've always wanted to be a, a part of, the church that Jesus is going, I'm trying to build something. I, it's my church. I will not let hell stop it. I'm going to bring an unstoppable force. What if there was that kind of church? You know, it's amazing. God's plan. This is God. God has a plan. Woo! get excited Jesus comes dies for the sins of the world we know that part gets up out the grave we know that part but do you know that as soon as Jesus left the first thing that Jesus did he was so excited the first thing that he did was start the church it's the first thing he did because he's like I, it does no good if you just believe in me but you don't have a community of people to get around and eat food with and pray together and encourage one another and sing songs together and live life together I, 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 I need you to be together Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. You can stand to your feet. I want to read these verses to you. So continually, every single day, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Watch this. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. You realize what the Bible's saying? The Bible's saying that when the church started, they didn't even wait Sunday to Sunday for people to get impacted by the church. People were getting impacted every single day because of the way these people lived. I just got to admit, the reason why Julia and I moved from Seattle area down to Los Angeles to start a church was strictly off the thought of what if there was a church that I didn't even know what it looked like fully. It just... I just know there's a dream inside of what could this thing be? The people come in and they find faith and they find freedom and they find joy and, and it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what you did last summer or last night that you'd feel the grace and the love of Jesus Christ. Come on, am I preaching to anybody that believes that the local church is the hope of the world, that God has a plan and his plan to reach the world? Come on, y'all, make some noise and give him some praise if you believe in the power and the potential of the church. Can I get my iPad? I'm gonna grab my iPad just real fast. I wrote down, thank you so much. Come here, Ron. Come here, Ron. Y'all make some noise for Ron. Ron has the best glasses in our church. And you're a legend. We're so thankful for you. Put your hands together for Ron. We love you. I didn't, I didn't do this in the other services, but I just thought it'd be kind of appropriate tonight. And I wrote down a few thoughts of what if there was a church that looked like a few things that are in my heart and if you'd be so kind and indulge me, I just want to read them to you. They're going to come on the screens here, but I wrote down, what if there was a church that loved people right where they were at? What if there was a church that was so in love with Jesus? What if there was a church that didn't care 
who received the glory? What if there was a church that was so faith-filled and expectant of God to do great things that you felt it in the atmosphere? What if there was a church that loved community and committed to growing together? What if there was a church that existed to bring hope to the hopeless? What if there was a church that loved the Bible and lived out what it taught? What if there was a church that gave so radically generous that it shocked the world? What if there was a church that lived on mission? What if there was a church that was full of love and acceptance and forgiveness? What if there was a church that acted locally but thought globally? What if there was a church that existed that lived to make Jesus famous on this earth? Come on, y'all make some noise tonight if you believe that Jesus has come to build his church. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.